And welcome to another episode of the Football Smack Talk Show. I am your host, Ryan. I'm Eric. Eric, welcome uh, to another Monday edition of the show. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching here. Um, hopefully, you're watching on NSN Philly Live on Facebook, but we're also on YouTube, uh, Twitch, Twitter, uh, and Instagram as well. So uh, appreciate all the love and the support uh, from around the social media communities. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we do have uh, quite a lot to get into since we were last on air. Uh, you may or may not have heard Carson Wentz got traded. So what? I've, we'll dive into that a tiny bit. But heard. That it's, wow. you know, it's a little bit old news now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, wait for them to do it, like, right at, like, the, the day after our show. Right, exactly. So we had to wait a whole week to kind of come on yeah. before we really could talk about it. So, uh, But since then, uh, wide receivers Alshon Jeffrey, who was just uh, informed today that he would be officially released once the league year starts. Uh, and then, of course, Deshaun Jackson as well has been released. So two uh, aging veteran wide receivers – who we all knew were going to get released, right. did get released. Yeah, nothing nothing shocking there. Um, really nothing shocking so far about this offseason. Um, well, since we've uh, yeah, gotten the dust settled from the coaching move. And, sure. And once the news came out, like it became obvious that Carson was going to get traded and – like it was just a matter of where and for what, right? And like I look, we'll get into our feelings on the the Carson trade, but you know, so far everything that's happened has been something I've kind of been mentally prepared for. Yeah, I think I think that's actually a good thing. I, mm -hmm. I think that you know we've been kind of preparing ourselves for the. Uh, off season of doom, if you will. Um, you know, once finally, once uh, you know, Doug uh, got uh, got fired. I think we all really knew the writing was on the wall, and we mentally prepared ourselves for Carson, and and that kind of right. maybe happened a little you know later than we expected. I think there was a lot of buzz a few weeks prior, uh, but you know that news broke, and I think. I think I was well adjusted at that point to, to kind of handle that news. I don't know about you. Yeah. It, it's funny. You know, right at the beginning of the off season, like, I mean, probably what three days after the Super Bowl, I was on Mike sports with my co-host Landry. Right. And I, which you, by the way, see every Wednesday night on, uh, on my sports at eight o'clock, but uh, no shameless plug there, but uh, we talked about it. And I, at the time said, no way Carson gets traded. No way. And to said they weren't going to eat that kind of money. They weren't going to – you were going to get two years of Carson before they made any kind of decision on getting rid of him or keeping it. Like, And, you know, then things really, you know, escalated very quickly once, you know, the Doug getting fired and then reports started just flooding out of the Novacare complex that like you know Carson wanted out that this didn't change anything and the real problem is Howie Roseman man to me it comes down to choosing between my franchise quarterback and you know my general manager I know where my choice would have been but that's not where we're at no I think we all got the opposite of all of our choices I, I think we yeah. all were hopeful that Howie uh, would no longer be here, but he survives another round. Just, you know, he, he's that cockroach that just won't die. And seriously, um, I've never seen a GM survive this many coaching changes and this many quarterback changes. I've never seen a GM be able to, you know, to survive all this. Yeah. It's, it's really, um, it's really uh, insane to think about that he survived all this time. And it's not like, you know, outside of one year, I mean, and maybe, uh, you know, some, some magic with the cap in previous years. Mm -hmm. What is how he really done? I mean, I love like the, the big Carson detractors 
will always tell you outside of 2017, they'll always say, oh, well, outside of 2017, is how come we haven't gotten the same Howie, con- you know, detractors? Things that, like aside from 2017, which uh, some stroke of miracle, every move he made in 2017 just it absolutely worked. works. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it's 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 funny to think that, that this has gone on this long. Uh, you know, I think everybody jokes that oh man, how he must have uh pictures of, of Lori, but right. I just don't get what Lori is so enamored with with Howie. Uh Sean, uh, appreciate the following us, buddy. Um Sean brings up uh I wonder if Sirianni had a lot to do with Wentz being traded. I mean, that's certainly could be you know, the final nail, if you will, in, in this, uh, his, you know, Eagles career, perhaps they were on the fence about it. And, and, and they said, Hey, you know what? Talk to Carson, meet up with Carson, you know, see what kind of vibe you get see, you know, uh, you know, see what happens. Right. Maybe that, maybe that those talks didn't go well. Maybe Sirianni kind of got a bad feeling that, you know, maybe Wentz wasn't all in this. I, you know, again, I'm only speculating, so I have no sure. idea. But I, I mean, I, I have to think that they would at least have Sirianni's input on on Carson Wentz on a potential, you know, starting quarterback for your team. You know, you hire a new coach, you would think that he would have a little leeway when it comes to, to who the starting quarterback is. Well, right. I mean, you got to believe that the conversation went on like, hey, Nick Sirianni, you're here to lead this football team, but to also fix Carson Wentz. Right. And I really thought that was going to be the emphasis was fix Carson Wentz. I I certainly didn't see this coming. You know, aside from once you started hearing the reports and you realized, hey, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, yeah. Like, he's gone. Like, <laughs> he's gone. until that point, I really thought like, this is we're keeping Carson Wentz. He's our starting quarterback. You've got to make it work. Yeah, I, I thought I thought with all of the hires, the, yeah, I thought that boded well for Carson still being here. Right. Uh, apparently not. Um, and, and, you know, and that's fine. I, I, at this point, though, I, ha- I feel like you have to almost go all in on Jalen to see what you have. Oh, like sure. you, got, you got four games. That was not enough. You need no, to see. Not him. if you're thinking he's the franchise or that he could be. Right. And, and you wouldn't have drafted him in the second round if you didn't think that he had the potential to be a franchise quarterback, right? Right. Either so for then you give him or, the chance. Yeah, either for you or as a chip to move somewhere else, thinking that you're going to sell another team on him being a franchise quarterback. And, right. like, you know, had Carson worked this year and you're looking at it saying, hey, so we want to trade Jalen and get something back. Like, you've got to feel like you can package him up. and it, Like, if you can't convince yourself of something, you ain't going to convince anybody else. So the the Eagles had to believe that Jalen Hurts could be a franchise quarterback. And so if you believe that, you've got to give him a chance to go do it now. Yeah, no, 100%. So I, I hope they do that mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people are a little worried about, you know, the number six pick and the potential for, you know, some quarterbacks that could be there. Uh, you know, again, how, you know, we don't know how the draft is going to shake out. All indication sure. is that, you know, uh, Lawrence will go one, uh, Wilson could go two, uh, Fields could go, you know, four. They, you know, uh, and I think a lot of people are worried that he could go six. Sure. Given, you know, I, I guess how they feel about Hurts if he's I, – I, I hope – okay, I hope this is how it goes. If they are to- if they totally don't believe in then hurts then yeah go ahead and draft the quarterback but if you're mm-hmm. doing it just to maybe get a an upgrade even if it's only slightly I think that's completely the wrong way of going going about it right. unless you can get one of those top two guys which we all know Lawrence is definitely going to the Jags sure you know Wilson yeah I don't know you know who knows um, yeah I could maybe be sold on Wilson to me this is like it's, you know, by some miracle, you get a chance to go up and get Trevor Lawrence. 
or you're taking Zach Wilson at, at six. To me, that's the only way I'm taking a quarterback. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I can see them maybe trading up. You know, there's rumors that Miami, um, you know, necessarily might be looking to kind of uh, trade back for, for some more draft capital. Same with, mm-hmm. you know, Atlanta or even Cincinnati. Um, and I think I think that's the only way I would accept a quarterback at six. If it is yeah. somebody like Wilson, who seems to be the clear-cut number two guy, because I'm not in love with, with Justin Fields. I, I don't know enough about Trey Lance, and I, I honestly think it's a little bit disrespectful to draft a quarterback from the same school that, you know. Yeah, the guy you just rarely, out of here. I rarely gets, uh, you know, NFL draft picks. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that's the only way for me that I would feel a little bit better about them going quarterback at six or if they move up. Otherwise, they they really got to, I feel like, if they're going to move forward with Hurts, even if it's just a year, mm-hmm. even if you say, you know what, we're going to give Hurts a year. If he fails, we'll have a good pick. Hopefully, we'll have another pick in the first. We sure. can target a quarterback at that point. Uh, and if he does well, fantastic. He does well. So I think you have to help him be the best quarterback that he can be for this team. So why not get him some weapons? Or why not you know, build a, a defense to where you're not so reliant on the offense? You know, With all the moves that, that are going to happen for the remainder of this offseason – we're going to have to fill a lot of holes of, of some of these vets that are going to get cut. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I just, uh, again, I think a quarterback would be foolish at this point. If it's not somebody that you are 100% head over heels, franchise quarterback, game changing 10 year, you yeah. know, 15 year in the league type quarterback. Well, yeah. And to me, there's only two in this first round in this draft to me, like so far, I'll just say from what I've seen, oh, there's only two quarterbacks that are looking at Trevor Lawrence, like you said, at number one, and he's going one to the Jags. Like we can put that in. Like when we do our mock draft specials, I feel like we should just start at pick two because we all know Trevor Lawrence is one. Yeah. I, I think, I think all indications are that, you know, the jets are, you know, uh, planning on taking a quarterback. I don't know what's going to happen with Sam Darnold. There's a lot of rumors out there, you know, about, you know, hey, Sam Darnold could be had for a second rounder and, uh, you know, maybe a mid, mid-round mid pick. So I don't know if somebody is going to want to pay that. Um, and and if that's the case, you know, maybe they don't go quarterback. Maybe they say, right. hi, you know, let's, let's build around him and, and give him a shot. Well, that's where it gets interesting. Like, you know, Trevor Lawrence goes one to Jacksonville. If the Jets were to say, okay, you know what? We're keeping Sam Darnold. Let's draft Penny Sewell. Like, let's get an offensive lineman to protect him. Or, you know, the Jets say, we'll draft Jabbar Chase. You know, go-to receiver for him. Right. Like, that's where it gets interesting because then it's like, okay, could the Eagles, can you know, make a call to Miami and get up there to go get Zach Wilson? Because that's – he doesn't last till six, even if the Jets pass on him, because there's no way I believe that Atlanta passes on him at four. No, that's the thing. I think if if Wilson gets past uh, the Jets, I don't foresee Miami taking him. You know, mm-hmm. I, I could see them going offense, uh, wide receiver most most particularly. Um, and yeah, I, I think Atlanta then is your is your target. So maybe again, maybe go with Miami and say, Hey, you know, we'll give you, you know, uh, a third, you know, a second and a third and move up. Right. You know, three spots, you get these extra picks. You still get a wide receiver that you've been wanting. I think it's a win win. You know, if again, if the Eagles are, if Wilson's your guy, yeah, right. Exactly. So, you know, again, we can speculate till the cows come home. I don't want a quarterback, personally. Yeah, I don't in, either. I want to. I want to see what Hurts can do. Yeah, look, I, it's I, not saying I. I, I don't believe it hurts all that much. Not no, yet. me either. Uh, but he was a rookie. He had four games. He mm-hmm. had a very limited offseason. N- you know, hardly any training camp. No preseason sure. games. 
all those things to me have to factor in. And, and you can always say, oh, well, what about this guy? What about this guy? He didn't need any of that. Well, Different yeah, spot. you're right. But maybe some people do. Yeah. Anthony, appreciate you checking in, bud. Uh, yeah. So I, I would go, I would go wide receiver. I would go Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith. Um, I might, I might want uh, Kyle Pitts over Jalen Waddle, only maybe by a smidge, uh, sure. just because I think Pitts can kind of, you know, yeah, he's a tight Creates end. Creates those mismatches. By technically, yeah, but he can play all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I think that would be my offensive weapon uh, hierarchy, those those four. Sure. Um, obviously, one of them is going to be there with two quarterbacks most likely going before that. Um but there's also a chance that you know, uh, uh, Sewell, uh, the offensive tackle from Oregon, could be sitting there somehow making it past the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, he has to be in the, in the conversation of um, – I would probably put him – I'd probably put him after Smith, right in the middle of that five. So it would be Chase, yeah, I would agree with that. Smith, Sewell, Pitts, and then uh, Waddle is my uh, my offensive top five for the Eagles' number six pick. Uh, Reggie, what's going on, buddy? Hurts uh, has the ability to do well, but help him. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying is whether it's getting an offensive lineman like Sewell to secure that left tackle spot uh, because, you know, let's face it, Maialata did great when he was in there. Not perfect, but again, he has sure. such limited experience. So I think considering all that, I would take that as a win. Dillard, he was a first-round pick. You still don't know what you have with them so the at that left tackle spot. So I wouldn't blame them, considering their philosophy of the trenches, the trenches, the trenches. That right. Sewell could be had there uh, at six if he should fall, and I'd be okay with it. It's not sexy, but I'd be okay with it. Sure. And that, and look, we say all that before we even talk about any of the defensive possibilities at six. Right. Oh, and there's, there's a, a bunch that I like there as well. Sure. It's just whether or not, are they going to help hurts offensively or are they going to, you know, kind of get more of a well-rounded team uh, in the long run? Because, you know, Mika Parsons. Love that linebacker, as we all know. Sure. Patrick Sertain. Love that corner, and I know you do as well. Oh, you know I do. You know, there's there's a couple of, of you know, Fairley, another corner from Virginia Tech. I love him, too. Horn from South Carolina, who I've seen him all over the place, man. I've seen him, you know, mm -hmm. you know, seven, eight, nine, all the way up to, like, you know, 20. So it's, it's hard to kind of pinpoint where he might be going, but right. you know, those are just, you know, three or four names right there. I don't know if there's necessarily a D end or, or D tackle as I was, as I said, the trenches are most important to, to Howie and the team. So I would hope that that's not necessarily on the board, but I, I I'm back in my head. I'm a little fearful that somebody's going to reach for somebody because God forbid they don't take somebody in the trenches. Yeah, and look, with all the speculation we've had about the possibilities of defensive linemen leaving, they could look at that and think, hey, you know what? If there's a stud defensive end, defensive tackle that we want there, I mean, even if the – I don't think it's at six. I think if they trade out, then that starts to make me a little nervous that they may be thinking like if they were to trade up to like nine or like, you know, in the early teens that they're thinking, Oh, we'll, we'll just take a defensive tackle or an offensive tackle. <laughs> right. Yeah. It has me, it has me worried for sure. Uh, and Johnny appreciate you uh, popping in, but uh, defense at six would be great. Yeah. I know, you know, obviously offense gets all the, the accolades for being, you know, sexy picks and yeah, but not in this town. No, I mean, we do love our defense. I mean, right. I have been shouting. I have been shouting and beating my chest for a linebacker for what seems like eons. 
Look, I think the first time I met you, like back in like high school, I was like, hi, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? I really wish the Eagles would draft a linebacker in the first (laughs) round. I'm like, great, buddy. Nice to meet you. What's your name again? It's very possible. Not going to lie. Yeah. I'm sure I was wearing an Eagle shirt. And so you probably said it. Right. And and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you said, man, I'd love to get a, a corner. Well, at the time I was, uh, I was yeah, loving I was life. Being time, Bobby were, Taylor uh, and Troy Vincent. Yeah. So, but yeah, and that's obviously our our main focus is uh, me linebacker Eric with mm-hmm. with corner. I think you can't go wrong if you go Sertain or Parsons. I know there's you know stuff about them and, and you know negative and positive and whatnot. Sure. But in an ideal world, one two linebacker corner. You know, Mika Parsons in the first, Sante Samuel Jr. in the second, or, Ooh, you know, Per Sertain in the first, or, um, you know, uh, Collins, or, or yeah, there's there's a whole bunch that I can. I'm yeah, I was going to sure. say, I'm sure you've got a list of names that you could just run through at the linebacker. Yeah, I mean, or Bolton from Missouri. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of guys that I really like there in the early second, should the, should the Eagles not, and sure. eventually when they don't draft a, a linebacker at the first pick. Um, believe me, folks, I am not naive to the fact that I know that is not freaking happening. Uh, well, it's just, look, this I past August, I celebrated my uh, 40th birthday. The Eagles have not drafted a linebacker in the first round in my lifetime. That is correct. Not since 1976, 77? 79, actually. 79. Was, I knew it was late 70s. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and, and that's 100% extra credit. Accurate. You know the linebacker. Uh, I, used, I used to know it. Um, <laughs> I don't. So whatever name you throw out, I'll believe you. Sean Bradley. <laughs> um, man, I, I completely uh, – And I, completely... I will check to make sure that we have that name for next week for everybody. Uh, I was going to say, I'll, I'll look it up right now. Um, okay. I just forget. I forget the damn name of it off the top of my head. Uh, it is Jerry Robinson from UCLA. I was uh, say, I thought it was a UCLA guy. I couldn't remember, uh, but I didn't want to. I was going. Is it UCLA or USC? And I didn't. He, he was actually one. a. He was actually a Pro Bowler. Mm-hmm. So how about that? So it worked it, when they drafted the linebacker. Yeah. So what the heck? <laughs> we got to keep that going. Right. Stops. They, they well, maybe they just one. thought the streak was perfect, and you can't mess with it. All right, yeah, they didn't want to. They didn't want to mess with it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Considering uh, after, uh, right before that, they didn't have a first round pick for five years. Yeah, they kept trading them. Yeah. They did the Texans thing and the Seahawks, who traded their first round picks for a long time. Yeah. So they drafted two other linebackers in the first round. Uh, one Bob, Bob Pellegrini, a uh, linebacker from Maryland, uh, in 1956, does not say that uh, anything about him regarding uh, Pro Bowl. Or Steve Zabel, not to be confused with Steve Sable. He's uh, did really good work at the NFL uh, films. Right. Uh, linebacker, Oklahoma in 1970. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like uh, – I mean, granted uh, – Pellegrini was a uh, was an NFL champion in 1960, so uh, yeah. there is that. Um, and he was a part of the 1953 Maryland Terrapins uh, national championship team. Well, check him that? out. There you go. Yeah, good, good for you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, listen, uh, I know there's a lot of time between now and the draft, and things are going to change and. You know, That's why we can uh, pull out names like Bob Pellegrini and exactly. talk about his NFL accomplishments. Right. So, yeah. So, so you know, as we prepare for the draft and, and, and we've, um, you know, we've been saying this on the show that, we you know, if anybody is familiar with the Phillyverse and, and the Football Smack Talk show, we've been on for a little while now. And every offseason we have a few what we'd like to call Eagles offseason roundtables. And that's basically where we kind of break down – uh, well, the first one's usually free agency. The second one's usually the draft. And then third is kind of a recap of, of the offseason, 
you know, we go over the roster, you know, who's going to be on the 53 um, or whatever it is now. Um, we can just know, call it the 53 for now until we get Yeah, the- I'll always call it the 53. Yeah. So, you know, so the, usually you have three of them. So the, the first one's coming up uh, March 13th. Uh, and what I'm really excited about, and that's a Saturday, it's going to be uh, probably seven or eight at night, um, is we're bringing the whole NSN Philly team with us. So, you know, we're, we're going to be pulling people from all of our shows on our network. So, you know, obviously our show is here on Monday at six o'clock, but there's Tuesday, the NSN Philly show, which is a four for four show that's at eight thirty. Uh, Wednesday is the Bald Eagle podcast, uh, football, Eagles football only podcast at six o'clock on Wednesdays. And then Friday is the Philly broadcast, uh, which is a four for four uh, show at 630 on Friday. So we're going to be pulling people from all of these shows and, and maybe some surprise guests here and there just to break down the pending free agency. And hopefully by then, how we will have done a little bit more magic to kind of get us under the caps and maybe, maybe we might actually sign somebody because with all the people we're going to have to cut, we got to sign somebody. We don't have yeah, enough draft picks look, to cover that. You know, I'm looking forward to the round table. It's let's call it what it is. It's usually me and you pounding beers and talking birds. Right. And, uh, and we'll definitely be doing that. I'm, I'm, I'll be at your house. I'll probably end up crashing, uh, cuddling, cuddling up with Ronan. Yeah. Right, there you go. There you go. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he'll appreciate yeah. that. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but, but yeah, so, so we got a lot of exciting things coming to you, uh, not only for the football smack talk show, but for NSN Philly as a general. Um, and there's a lot of stuff going on with NSN, um, just, uh, you know, the main page and whatnot. So obviously you see the scrolling down below Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, all of that follow notoriety sports, uh, Basically, it's not only do we do live shows, it's breaking news and information quicker than you can even ask for it. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. So if you don't know, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. So, uh, and then, of course, YouTube and Twitch. Uh, anyway, uh, so moving along, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, with, with the news that just broke of Alshon uh, being released at the start of the new year. And Deshaun being released the other day. Who are the next names to go? Who are the next cap yeah. casualties or, or whatever you want to call them that Howie Roseman and the Eagles are going to be moving on from this team? You know, I, I know there's a lot of rumors out there about Zach Ertz uh, could be traded or released. Jason Kelsey, you know, retirement still on the air or, or up in the air. Or, you know, he could be released as well. Malik Jackson had his contract restructured, which would lead you to think that the Malik Jackson's going to get released, which right. I have heard that he's kind of uh, tied to Alshon, but I haven't seen any official announcement yet from many credible sources that Malik Jackson has been officially released, but I wouldn't doubt it if that happened in the next, you know, hours or two. Uh, and Reggie, uh, <laughs> Reggie says Malik Jackson. Um, so outside yeah, you're probably of- right, Reggie. Yeah, absolutely. Reggie's on top of it. So outside. Well, there we have it. We have the credible source right there. Reggie. Oh, well, well, snap. I better I better get it up. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so outside of Malik Jackson, Zach Gertz, Kelsey. You know, those are the big hot names right now. Who are you thinking could maybe be a surprise or, or maybe a little bit more than the obvious to get the old – acts for the Eagles, whether it be by trade or whether it be by outright release. Right. One name that comes out and just because of the money you'd save by letting him go, Derek Barnett. That's a, that's a brilliant one because he's scheduled to make 10 over $10 million. I don't know about you, Derek Barnett. I love him. I think he's done great. Sure. Maybe he hasn't lived up to the first round moniker. Yeah. Uh, if he was a second round pick, I'd, I'd sit here and tell you he's been a standout. But first round pick, 14th overall, I expected more from Derek Barnett. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Period. So, uh, and what's great is he's not going to, there's no dead weight, dead right. cap hit if you cut it. 
So and that's the other reason why I I said him because I knew yeah, no, that's, that's ten million or something. That's like. smart. I could also see potentially maybe they you know re-upping or re-signing him to a longer deal that sure. would maybe spread out that money so it's not so much of a hit because I do like Derek Barnett. And again, mm -hmm. if other moves are on the horizon, you know, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, just to name two. Well, Brandon not Graham saying, was the other name I was going to say. Yeah, not saying that, that they're going to be mm -hmm. traded or released or anything, but those two guys have a huge cap number for this year. If you're totally going with the idea of rebuild, suck yeah. next year, hope that you can find some gems, and the cap will be kind of fixed by 2022 and even better in 2023. Fletcher and Brandon have to be considered – as a potential cut or trade, trade. I would well, say. yeah, because you look at it. If you're saying two years, really, before you feel like you can contend again, and that, like you're just trying to get this cap fix so that then when you're ready to, like, to me, it doesn't make any sense to hold on to because then in two years, Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, like they're on the twilight of their career, right? Did you, like move and, on from them now when maybe you can get something from them. Like you could get something for Fletcher Cox. He oh yeah. Would get I, I would, if somebody market. said, give me a second round pick for Fletcher Cox right now, I'd probably do it. Right. I mean, it, it, I know everybody wants a first rounder for everybody, but you know, and obviously get what you can get. But if somebody came up to me and had like a mid to low first round pick, I would be like, okay. I mean, I don't want to see Fletcher go. I don't want to see no, Brandon go. Not. I don't want to see any of these guys go. But we got to realize that the next year or two is not going to be great for this team. And are you going to waste prime years of Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham's career? I mean, Brandon's more, more on the downside of that. Sure. But, you know, why not get something for him while you still can? Give them an opportunity to maybe win another ring. And I, I don't know. I, I, it would be bittersweet. It would be heartbreaking, but it, it's it's you know it's possible. Uh, Reggie with a great comment. Hargrave uh, contract can be restructured too. Perhaps maybe Brandon Brooks as well. Yeah, I think those two are two great prime mm -hmm. candidates to have restructure. Um, yeah, and Hargrave, I'm really hoping for both of them to get restructured. Well, and, and and the thing is, I really don't. You know, I really would love to see. You know, uh, granted, I would love to see Malik, Fletch, Hargrave, all doing their thing, not with under gym shorts, and yeah, right. Having a new, you know, somebody that I felt, I felt like Hargrave came in and and just disappointed. But I feel like a lot of that was the scheme and and what they allowed him to do. So I am again, maybe this is wishful thinking, but I'm hoping that he can stay in this team on this team. And Fletch can stay on this team, and the two of them can be a nice tandem, uh, even better than you know the the Cox and, and Jernigan tandem uh, of our Super Bowl uh, years sure. there. So, uh, Sean, appreciate it, buddy. Uh, if we got rid of Kelsey, how he must go immediately? That is the one guy I find untouchable. Uh, I mean, great really? point. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know about one the one guy I would find untouchable, but but I get what he's saying. Kelsey no, is because he's such a likable guy. He's which, such a likable guy. He he was in every game last year yeah. when he was the only piece that was cemented in when your entire offensive line, you know, we had what 12 different, yeah. 13 different lineups? Because yeah, and how many times did they say hurt? You know, 13 different lineups in 14 weeks, and you don't want that in 10 years. And but the one constant was Jason Kelsey. Right. So I, and and yeah, perhaps his skill is is dropped off a tiny bit than you know from a few years back. But I'd still trust him to go into battle with, yeah. especially with that line, especially if Brooks and Lane Johnson are to his right, and Sayamalo and you know whoever is end up on being on the left ta left tackle. Mm -hmm. That's that's a line I can get behind. And you know if you're gonna get rid of Kelsey, I I think you really have to consider looking at center. Or that guard center hybrid in the second round. Perhaps. Oh yeah, you absolutely have to look at that that guard center hybrid in the second round. 
Because especially if you're thinking your plan is move Sayamalu over there for a year or two, well, you better have somebody you draft at center that you feel like you can move into guard, but then ask to go into center in a year or two. Right. No, absolutely. Um, let's see. Reggie Hargrave is at 15.2. Brooks is at 14.5. Yeah, that could save us uh, well over $10 million by restructuring the two of them. Uh, right. I think right, right now, right now, I have the Eagles salary cap. Um, I'm showing two, uh, kind of two different numbers here, but I'm showing around like 41. Um, that's the latest number I'm, I'm showing, 41.5 over the cap. So, you know, if, if you're going to restructure those two, you know, that probably saves you. Let's just call that 30. You get rid of Derek Barnett, you're down to 20. Uh, and yeah, you know, a few other moves, I'm sure you could, you could get another 30 kind of, and, and maybe play with a, like $10 million sign, you know, a couple of, couple of holes there and, and call it a day. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, Reg says, aside from Lane Johnson, Kelsey is easily untouchable. I think, honestly, I think that whole right side of the line is untouchable for me. Yeah, uh, I don't I, see Brandon Groups go anywhere either. No, no. Uh, Sean, we have enough holes already. We can't just release some of our most reliable players like Kelsey Lane, etc. I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. But they're going to have to do something to get right. under, or, or under the cap. I mean, like, I don't know. You know, they have to have money allocated for the rookies, especially picking, you know, with number six, you know, that's a little bit higher, uh, higher than most. And you're going to obviously have to fill out the, the 53 or the, you know, at least the top 51, as they say, uh, to get under this cap. And, and, you know, if people are making over $10 million towards the cap, you gotta, you gotta look at them, you know, whether, and I'm hoping it's just a restructure. Sure. but then part of me also doesn't want to do that because I don't want to push any money to next year because I want next year to be a nice clean start. I want next year to, you know, hopefully we can hit on, you know, two, two, at least two to three of the top four. Cause we have four picks in the top 85. If we can hit on two, three of them. That'd be fantastic. And Given the, the youth movement that we already have mm-hmm. with Hertz, Rager, Dillard and Mylana, you know, with Goddard, with Singleton, you know, there's a lot of young players on this team that if you could add a couple of starters to that, and you can also figure out yourself a lot of cap space for the following year, mm-hmm. then you know, maybe this whole break it down thing isn't that long. And maybe in 2022, we can be competitive and make the playoffs. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, folks. Well, I, really sure. I mean, if you look at this off season as the, you know, the tear it down off season and next <laughs> year is really the, the rebuild. Like, I mean, yeah, why not? Like you can find some good talent and look, even outside of the top, if you look at the successful teams in the NFL, how many of them, hit on guys outside of the top 85. Right. Oh, you well, have yeah. to be able to hit on some of them. You got to find, you got to find a diamond in the rough and, and mm-hmm. you know, somebody like the Colts uh, probably had one of the better drafts because they kind of hit in those mid tier, mid tier range uh, along with hitting on the, the picks in the first and the second round as you should. Like, like uh, number six should be a no brainer. Like yeah. there's enough talent up there that you can't. Well, thankfully, there's somebody up. with no brain making the pick. Well, I mean, you're right, <laughs> and that's what scares me. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. So, you know, well, obviously, we'll 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 continue to kind of break it down as the draft gets closer, as free agency gets closer, and and hopefully, you know, everybody checks into the offseason roundtable uh, on the uh, 13th. I am really looking forward to that. Yeah, well, I'm super excited. Uh, yeah, no doubt. And, and what, what we'll do there is is essentially we'll update you where the team stands, who's currently on the roster, how much money they have to play with, what positions they have need, who uh, out there could fill in those roles, who are maybe some of the off-radar uh, picks that could fill in some of the holes for this team. Mm-hmm. And I know it's, you know, unlike you know f- uh, other years, we're not going to have that much money to play with. So I get it. 
there may not be a lot of signings and you know in fact there's probably going to be a lot of vet minimums um or, or you know low salary type signings right. but you know I, I i still think it's important to kind of know who's around who's out there who's you know who can help improve your team so we're going to break all that down for you uh we're doing all the all the legwork you just enjoy we'll have a few beers we'll talk some football and uh, hopefully by that point, Howie will have gotten us under the cap. Uh, we won't have released all of our players. And uh, we might have a little money to sign, a, you know, a mid-range uh, free agent that could have an impact. Yeah, let's hope. Um, that That's the goal. In the hope that when we get to March 13th, the Eagles are under the cap. And that we can sit there and we can talk about upcoming moves that the Eagles are going to make, some free agents that we'd like. Because that's going to be the big thing that we talk about. It's like, okay, yeah, we'd like these guys and we think they'd be a great fit. Can we get them under the cap? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, I, as the, the weeks kind of continue, you know, these moves are going to happen. And it's, you know, I, I think a lot of people are going to get upset and, you know, and hopefully give themselves a day or two and realize that, you know, unfortunately, uh, the name on the front is more important than the name on the back. Um, you know, as much as I was a Wentz guy, sure, I'm I'm a Hertz guy now. I'm a full yeah. in, all in on Hertz because, especially if 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 the Eagles are, if the Eagles are all in on Hertz, so am I, because I'm not going to sit there and be one of those fans that badmouth a you know a player when they're trying to help this team win. And isn't that the ultimate goal is you want them to succeed so that we all win? Yeah, I think somewhere lost in translation has been a lot of fans wanting to be right on an original take on a player more than they want their team to win. <laughs> Sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're absolutely right. And, and don't get me wrong, I love – throwing it in people's faces when I'm right. Sure. It happens often, so I, I get to do it. Uh, and now, look, I like, like, when I get into, you know I like to poke people. That's one of my things. Yeah. It's one of your things, too, and you're really good at poking me sometimes. And oh, yeah. I'm a champ. <laughs> but, like, you know that first time, and I've, I've warned so many people, the first Jalen Hurts incompletion isn't Carson would have made that throw. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know you're, you would go And there. now, Grant, I say it tongue-in-cheek. Right, because, but there's fans out there that are going to boo it. Right. There are it. people that are going to really believe that. Well, and there, you know, there's fans that are going to boo Jalen Hurts. And unfortunately, it, it's kind of the, the MO for the, for this town. Is, is sure. We, and am I frustrated the way at all time. went down with Carson? Of course I am. Am I frustrated that we didn't get this thing worked out and that Carson's not our quarterback still? Of course I am. Hell yeah. And Hell yeah. I believe – look, in my heart of hearts, I believe Carson is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. Yep. But I'll tell you what, I want more than anything to be wrong. I want Jalen Hurts to come out in 2021 oh, and yeah. ball out. And every time he does, I want him to point up the section 228, look me, and flip me the bird. Every freaking time. Go for it, man. I would I love that. I want you to do it. I would love that. And, and, That'd and be awesome. Listen, don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I am supporting our quarterback. Do, yeah. do I like what I saw from him? I need to see more, obviously, but sure. I, there were a lot of things I didn't like. And again, there are a lot of, I don't want to and call look, them excuses. The biggest progression a lot of for any quarterback is year one to year two. So yeah. why can't we believe that Jalen Hurts can take some huge steps forward and clean up some of those things that both of us didn't like? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. People bash his arm strength, and honestly, I think it's above average. Yeah. I don't I think it's that bad. All the it's things that I've asked about Jalen Hurts, it's never been his arm strength. He's got yeah. a cannon. He does. His, his, his arm strength and his, his pocket awareness. I feel mm -hmm. like his decision-making needs to be a little bit quicker, and, and that comes with time. He's a rookie. Um, sure. So, yeah, but we're on record right now, and I'll say it right now. If the Eagles are all in on Hurts, so are we. Hell yeah. Because that's the only way you, you have – that's the only way you should be as an Eagles fan. Absolutely. You should be all in on the guys that they bring in. You can have your opinions and may not like somebody, 
but God damn it, you should root for them to win every single Sunday because that's what a real fan does. Absolutely. Whether you like it, whether you wanted Wentz, whether you wanted Sam Bradford, I don't care. But he's the quarterback. He's the one under center, and that's all that matters to me. That's who I'm going to root for. I hope he improves. I need to see more. You know, hopefully a whole offseason workouts and, and all that will, will help to improve right. him and get to the spot where he needs to be to be a true franchise quarterback for this team. But I just hope that the Eagles are going to back him. And I just hope that the Eagles are all in on him, just like I want to be all on him. And yeah. That's I mean, have his back. If he's your guy, he's your guy. Don't half-ass it. Right. Get him his talent. Get, put people around him. Give him the right. best opportunity to win. Agree. So. All right, folks. Well, that's it for us. We're going to get on out of here. We appreciate everybody who jumped in and your comments. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know where to find us, uh, make sure that you check out NSN Philly and Notoriety Sports Network on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Notoriety Sports Net, or I'm sorry, at Notoriety Sports and at NSN Philly uh, on Twitter and at Notoriety Sports on uh, Twitch and Instagram. So we're live every Monday at six o'clock, not only on Facebook, not only on YouTube, but Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. So check us out everywhere. Like, comment, share, all that stuff helps us out so, so much. We just want to get out to as many Eagles fans as we can. You know, we, we just do this because we love it. We're, you know, we talk uh, Eagles anyway, so we figure we might as well get on here and, and talk yep. some sports with everybody. And we love just interacting. So we appreciate Sean, Anthony, Johnny, Reggie coming with the hot stuff. Appreciate it, fellas. Uh, always do uh, love the comments. So thank you guys so much. We are going to get out of here. Eric, do you uh, have anything to add before we get on out of here? No. All right. Got to keep that streak alive. Appreciate it. So for the Football Smack Talk show, I am Ryan. I'm Eric. Happy football, everybody. Only 199 days to go. We're under 200, folks. Woo-hoo! Right. All right, everybody. Have a great night. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to check out all the other shows on NSN Philly. We will be back Monday. Have a great week. Good weekend, and go birds. Go birds. <laughs>